Let's dig in. We're fresh off of the NFL draft. Welcome back, everybody, to the QuestCast. Of course, yours truly, Andy here. But Carter is over in London when arguably the biggest news for him of the year drops pertaining to the NFL. His Honey Badger signs with his home team, New Orleans Saints, coming home. I know he's super excited about that. But while he's in London, we've got Brandon from 402 Collectibles, our content director, here to fill in for him. How's it going, Brandon? It's going well. Um, as you can see, being from Nebraska, I am one of our uh, one of our famous cornfield because that's all we have here. Of course, this is a virtual background, but I guarantee, I assure you, folks, this is way more entertaining than what's going on back here. So please work with me on this. And there's no green screen, so this will be fun. Um, and I am not Carter, but uh, I do have some pretty extensive knowledge of one of the two richest conferences in all of college football. Uh, I do enjoy collegiate products, so like you know, college uniforms and. IPC defensive players. So the parallels are there, and I am feeling confident about this. Well, as you should, man, as you should. Um, I, I, I recognize the Nebraska players coming off the board during the draft, and uh, I, you know, I thought about you, man, um, and, Lonnie, and landing spots matter so much. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to you about some landing spots today, some of the biggest you know, risers and fallers from the draft. Um, we've also got some like kind of important public service announcements to make uh, about stuff that's going on with the largest grading company in, in space, PSA, and, and and some things that we've noticed going on there. Um, and then also, of course, our hobby tips of the week, our plays of the week, some spicy hobby takes, Brandon. So I, I'm going to let you kind of uh, direct the flow of this quest cast while Carter is out, just because you do such a good job of it, man. And I'm kind of scatterbrained at times. So you, you take it away, man. I, I do appreciate it, Carter. This one's for you. So we, like you said, a, a little bit of interesting stuff happening with PSA on eBay as well. So um, off of the blowout forums, this is from user 3124508. Known trimmers, Richard Racino, Greg Racino, and Sean Modisette. Uh, Mod- there you go. Modisette, a.k.a. Kong53 on eBay, a.k.a. KongCards53 on Instagram, a.k.a. Newer Cards are copiously, I love that word, copiously trimming high-end 2021 contenders autographs and selling them on eBay and Instagram. In most cases, the cards were purchased raw by the Kong 53 eBay account, trimmed, graded, and listed for sale or sold all in the period of approximately one month. Calling the scheme that these guys have going brazen is a massive understatement, and PSA can't be bothered to reject any of them. Most of their current pop report for high-end 2021 contenders was submitted by Kong 53. And the reason I wanted to bring this up on this show, the, uh, the contender set is a favorite of Andy's, of mine, um, a lot of the folks in the community. So I wanted to have a talk about this as I actually did get an opportunity to rip a contender's mega to kind of get a little uh, look at this for myself. The claims here and from what we'll kind of talk about here is that when taken out of a, uh, a package the um, the cards themselves are a little bit white on the edges, and I actually have a Kyle Pitts um, patch right here. It's a green foil. You can I don't know if you can. Well, yeah, I'll grade on a green screen. But I I assure you though that the corners are pretty white, uh, whitened up quite a bit. 
it's pretty noticeable. If you were to send them into PSA, for example, which we'll get to in a minute, it's the kind of thing where that obviously would affect the grade. But what has been happening here allegedly is that um, Kong 53 has been trimming these, kind of cleaning them up, sending them into PSA, getting good grades. I believe they're gemming out and selling them for a pretty high mark. And these are guys like Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, the, the chases for 2021. And as we'll talk to in a second, after the 2022 class, I think their values only increased. So you're seeing cards um, that were bought raw for uh, a fraction of what they end up going for, again, once graded by PSA. And again, that is concerning that the biggest grading company in the game, at least in terms of resale, is letting these get through, especially to this degree, to this volume. And it was definitely yeah. something that I wanted to bring to your attention, Andy, and kind of get your take on. Yeah, I'm surprised that PSA is letting these slip through, especially with you know the the AI company uh, Gemma Mint that they've acquired, where they're supposed to be taking high risk in and using more you know software based analysis around the cards, uh, and that should be taken into account their dimensions. You can clearly see or hit, see here in this photo that there's a little gap here on the bottom. And on the on the right between the bumper of the PSA slab and where the card actually is. So you can clearly see that there is a size difference because this one on the right is a PSA 7. And then I've actually went and, and took those other images and they took the card. So some really unique identifying markers on the rookie ticket auto are these little dashes that they put on the back. And you can see here. The dash on the graded version of this card is much shorter, right, than than the raw version. Um, and and some of you people may be saying, well, this is a raw card. You know, there's variances in in the print quality from Panini, the manufacturing process. They are making 53 different sets and thousands and thousands of cards every year. Um, and on the front, there's a QR code. But it, this goes one step further. They actually found a uh, Trevor Lawrence, serial numbered rookie ticket auto, 20 out of 21. There is no, uh, th this is the exact card, raw and graded. And you can see here the whitening on the corners that, uh, you know, Brandon is talking about as a common theme on these rookie ticket autos and also those identifying markers like this one. He's got his shoe in the bottom right. And you can see that's not there on the graded version, clearly. And then there's that little gap. And I'm just like blown away that PSA is letting this kind of stuff uh, slip by, especially when you can go on eBay and find this Trevor Lawrence where it was purchased 20 out of 21 and, and then, you know, where it was submitted. And, and clearly a difference is clearly someone's been shaving the edges here um, and altering this card to make everything super sharp to increase the chances of it getting 10. And not only that, but uh, court card porn, the Instagram account, I believe they also have a Twitter as well. I follow them on Instagram specifically. Um, they actually went through and were, I believe, using Photoshop, putting the autographs on top of each other to compare. By all means, go check out card porn. I love the account. Um, and they were showing that, like, these are the exact cards. Um, kind of quoting card porn here as well, that the individual this Kong 53 apparently went private on Instagram, made everything to the point where you can't tag them, you can't talk to them, <laughs> you can't do anything like this, which is totally the thing that an innocent person would do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's a dead giveaway on these cards is this wonderful QR code that has like these intricate little hieroglyphics, mm -hmm. you know, how QR codes are. Um, and, and clearly you can see that some of the little hieroglyphics on the QR code are missing on the graded version. It's like, mm. and then you can see what I think, what is a dead giveaway of trimming? It's, I'm just blown away that PSA didn't catch this. And I guess it's, 
you know, I've heard some conspiracy theories about people on the inside, this and that. I don't know if it's that or just the sheer volume that they're trying to get through and move through. And I know Nat Turner does not, uh, this is not something that's part of his core values and principles. And if he knew about this and he knew someone on the inside of his company was allowing this, I guarantee you they'd be gone Im immediately and he'd try and correct this issue. Um, obviously, they've got a lot to lose and, but you can clearly tell here on this right side of this this rookie ticket auto that Trey Lance that this has been trimmed, you know, to to happen. So it has better centering. So it has better corners. And, and so it can get a 10, you know, and they can they can sell it for more profits this is unfortunate. I think, Brandon, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. But ultimately, to me, this uh, this kind of reinforces my beliefs behind. Uh, buying raw, selling raw, and and then also using companies like SGC and CSG to, to do my grading instead of PSA. That is a great point. Um, you, myself, um, a lot of folks in our Discord server on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash football cards. Uh, we love that motto of buying raw and selling raw because if you're going to even a PSA 8, you're going to see comparable prices. Even if you go to a PSA 9, um, the way that people have been grade chasing for a while now, you will see similar prices, maybe a bit of a bump, but people are chasing those 9s and 10s. Andy actually did a video about that. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the description below if you're on YouTube, and if you're not, come check it out. Um, but yeah, I think that definitely speaks to, again, it's, it's another uh, chunk out of that PSA armor, so to speak. Now, do I think this is going to affect them a great deal? No, I don't. Uh, PSA has built up so much cachet over the past few years that that can take them through, I think, a number of storms that they may uh, experience just on that alone. Because the fact of the matter is, this is facts, ethical or not, if you want to resell a card, if you get a big hit, if you send it in a PSA and it gems, you're going to get an amazing uh, return on investment for whatever you get. If it's a thousand dollar cards, chances are you could see five, six times that, you know, depending on who the player is. That's the kind of thing. Like, it's just, that's how it is. But these little, these little instances, I believe do kind of chip away at the, at, at the shine and the veneer. Um, and then when you have instances, whether it's the lottery economy packages or whatever, when you take that and you put it up against a CSG, which is now furthering their brand by partnering with eBay, or SGC, who you know I love to death, um, their price points, their turnaround times, how they are, how they are approaching customer service. It, when you compare it to PSA, it's it's night and day. Largely, I believe, because PSA knows, you know, uh, just fact of the matter is they can get away with a lot and it's going to take a huge, huge scandal to make a significant debt. That being said, I think this is a perfect opportunity for an SGC, a CSG um, to make a further, a bigger jump and continue to whittle away at that gap. CSG or yeah, excuse me, SGC, similar acronyms um, has kind of been shipping away at that for a little bit. Um, if you want to go back and look over the past several months, year or so, you can kind of see that inching ever so much. And if SGC continues on this trend of good customer service, good turnaround, they're introducing um, new opportunities. If you want to pay a little bit more, you can get it back a little bit quicker. Five days, I believe is, is their most recent. Um, and it's still very affordable. If they're able to do that, if um, SGC, or excuse me, CSG. I'll get this right one. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the other one, yes. 
Um, if they, they continue on with eBay and things go well there, um, if that becomes a great partnership, again, I, I believe in this case, um, PSA is not sinking ship, but lowering ship rises the tides of these other grading companies that are trying to establish themselves in their brand. Um, is PSA going to uh, wind up like a BGS as a result of this? I don't think because of this, um, but it certainly doesn't help. Um, it certainly doesn't make me want to give PSA my money. I don't know about you or, or any of the, the viewers or listeners out there, um, but it's certainly, I, I don't have a great opinion of PSA. Like I said, I acknowledge the fact that if you want to resell, they're the people you go to. But in terms of like my PC, I recently got back a couple of Ante Davids again. There you go, that defensive player PC um, that I specifically sent to SGC um, because I love their slaps. They, they look awesome with that black tuxedo look. Um, how has this affected your opinion of PSA, Eddie? I mean, it's really just reinforced my beliefs about pivoting and using SGC and CSG and, and, and just ultimately like a lot of buying raw, selling raw. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, I think I pride myself in doing kind of my due diligence and scanning the photos and asking for more photos and stuff like that before I, I make a purchase, especially a sizable purchase. Um, but it definitely makes me more hesitant when looking at a PSA 10, but I, it, it opens my eyes to, to, to know what to look for. Like that card should be filling out the case and, and there should be things that like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for it. Right. And, and making sure that I'm doing my due diligence. Um, and, and it's like, speaking of grading candidates, right, um, I've got confirmation today that my 2022 Bowman U product is in the mail. It's on uh, its way to me, finally. I should have oh, it goodness. by the end of this week. I'm excited about it. I've, I've also noticed, like, quite a few sales um, here on eBay, and these cards look great. Like, I'm thinking, like, some of these are definitely, you know, grading candidates uh, as well. And I think it's important because – you know, one thing that Carter, it, it really takes a lot of pride in and make sure that we, we look at every week and, and being aware of is the new release calendar, this new product that's coming out. And uh, so this is just shipped. But in turn, Brandon, I've noticed that the the release schedule for Prism has been pushed now back out to uh, to with Optic to June 3rd. Prism mm -hmm. is no longer coming in May. You've got National Treasures in May, May 4th actually tomorrow and then you've got select still coming may 11th and then you've got flawless being announced may 22nd being released may 22nd uh national treasure and flawless both both hobby only products so you're not going to find that in a, a target of walmart but you will select and, and and then in june 3rd they're expected to release prism and optic at the same time that's what the release calendar looks like now so i think you've got an incredible window here uh with the bowman U product from 2022 because uh, the one product I did mention was the 2022 Prism Collegiate Draft Picks, uh, you know, um, featuring the this year's draft class that was just drafted, just entered the NFL. Uh, that product has also been pushed out to the middle of June. You can see here it's been uh, pushed out to the middle of June. So, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting to see what's going on with this new release calendar. And speaking of that 2022 NFL product, by the way, folks, we are doing a break for that Bowman U, and we will be doing a break for the, the NFL Collegiate Prism as well. Um, if you would like to get in on that, there are a few spots available for the Bowman U. Um, if you happen to be in the Discord or you eventually get into the Discord at patreon.com slash football cards, let us know. Happy to hook you up. If not, um, we will probably put a little something out on the community page for the channel too, so keep your eyes open for that. And when it comes to 2022 NFL products, 
a lot to be said, especially coming off of the NFL draft. I mean, draft. I mean, this is something that I can't say that it's especially high hype. And like you said, Andy, there's so much 2021 product that's yet to even come out. Uh, I don't know about you, but when it comes to any wax that I'm looking to rip, and I, I do like that a little bit during the draft, uh, we busted open that mega. My son and I, we had a great time. It's going to go towards 2021 product in terms of retail. Select's going to be coming out here um, in the next week or so. And then you've got Prison coming down the line. These are 2021 products. So with regards to 2022, folks are wondering, well, what the heck? Um, Interestingly enough, again, the QB class was not great. Um, The first QB off the board was Kenny Pickett uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick 20, I believe. And then after that, I was expecting Malik Willis, but he did not go until later on. I believe he was 64. The Falcons Falcons drafted Marcus Mariota's clone. Yes, Desmond Ritter. The the Benjamin Button clone of Marcus Mariota (laughs) in in the third round. Passed up on Malik Willis, but the Titans seized that opportunity, drafted Malik Willis, did not let him slide past uh, day two, although it was late on day two when they took him, right? I mean, it was – I know he was sweating big time. Yeah, I definitely, I did not expect him to go as, as low as he did. I was not especially surprised. I wasn't surprised that the Falcons opted for Ritter first, but I think honestly, this may be the best thing that happens for Malik as he's not in a win now situation. He has an opportunity to develop. Um, I'm curious to see where that goes, but in terms of 2022 product, the way that I look at it, is it kind of at least right now, how we view it now and how we view it later, two different things. I believe there's going to be an evolution there. But as it is right now, I look at 2022 products and I look at like the Bowman U um, or the, the prison draft picks as a similar situation. I also collected a little bit of baseball. I looked at I look at it like prospecting for baseball. And with that, you know, you open product, you get a whole bunch of guys, uh, very promising individuals, but they're still young. They are technically part of the organization. And we'll just kind of call that, you know, part of a <laughs> part of an NFL franchise. And some of these guys are going to get drafted. Like you look at Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, who could in theory be the sec- only the second uh, collegiate player ever to win back-to-back Heisman trophies. If that happens, wow, his hype is just going to be out of control, man. Uh, a guy that, you know, if he gets back in the college football playoff, let alone if Alabama wins, if he wins another Heisman trophy, if he's the first overall pick, I mean, if all that syncs up, you're going to have hype that I dare say surpasses uh, Trevor Lawrence. And we remember how nuts that was. But, yeah, it has more of a prospect feel, whether it is Bowman University, whether it is um, the draft pick, the collegiate stuff, because due to that release calendar that Andy just pointed out, we're not going to be seeing a lot of this stuff until the season's underway. So you might have an opportunity to get in with Bowman U and maybe get a Bryce Young or a Malik Willis, what have you, um, to lead up to that to see if there's any hype, maybe a Kenny Pickett, again, depending on what happens in Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, that's what it is, man. Absolutely. I think you get in on this stuff now because it's the it's this is this Bowman U for 2022 draft picks. Sorry to cut you off, Brandon, but it's no, this is the hottest product right now for uh collegiate athletes that are just making their way to the NFL. And, and like you said, it also features some juniors in college right now. They're gonna be premium prospects in the 2023 draft class. So th- this product is incredibly hot. And you can see how you can make uh, money, pretty much uh, 
defensive players, any anybody that got some decent draft capital or that has a good college resume that, that put up some productive numbers in college and people got hyped about them, I think you could potentially buy those low and sell those for profit. Um, it, it's a very interesting uh, kind of real niche market right now. It is. And I know there are folks who don't like it because it's not even collegiate uniform. It's not licensed. It's not a lot of this stuff. And, and a lot of folks do not care for it as a result of that. Personally, again, though, as somebody that does collect um, and invest in baseball, I like Bowman. I like the first Bowman deal. I, I understand it is less um, coveted, obviously, because of not having the license or not having any logo. You know, it's it's kind of NIL at this point, and it, it is about the player versus the college versus any NFL franchise. But like we've said, I think before, Andy, there's only one first edition. There's only one first, whether it's Bowman U or, or what have you. There's only one one first of it. And I remember seeing yeah. like not not only these quarterbacks, but like Kenneth Walker, the third um, out of Michigan State. His card w- was going for for a triple you know, triple digit. I, I think I saw 100, 150, something like that. It was not inexpensive. Um, especially yeah, I feel right so up. bad for him. I mean, it's the Seattle Seahawks drafting a running back there. It really, really didn't make a whole lot of sense uh, whenever they have so many other issues. But I get it. I mean, Kenneth Walker is exactly what Pete Carroll wants to do and just run the hell out of the ball, right? I mean, just run the ball into the ground like there's no tomorrow. So, I mean – I think that Kenneth Walker probably take over that backfield because he's better than Rashad Penny. He's better than Chris Carson. Like he's probably arguably the best pure runner in this draft class, you know, besides a Brees Hall. So I, I, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting draft pick, but you can see that, you know, people are buying. These are sold transactions, sold transactions going on right now. He's obviously going to get a start. He's probably going to walk out week one and get at least a 30 to 40% uh, carry share between Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, right? Absolutely. And what you said is 100% correct. I mean, Kenneth is a a run-the-damn-ball kind of guy. He is a Big Ten, bruise him, just bruise him and batter him until you break through, and then off to the races. Um, So, yeah, I, I would anticipate getting a ton of carries in that offense. But I, And I think that's something important to look at because you look at Kenneth Walker. All right, opportunity year one. May not be a winning team, but we would love to see some broken tackles, some big breakaway runs, some big highlights from Kenneth Walker. However, Malik Willis, unless Ryan Tannehill gets hurt or just plays absolutely atrocious for like several weeks on end, Malik Willis is not going to get to start this year. He probably won't start till 2023 at the earliest. And by that time, you're going to have all of this pro uniform product out. This Bowman U uh, product will be you kind of left under, uh, you know, under the uh, the rug or so to speak to where, you know, it's not ne- worth nearly as much as it is right now. Um, and, and I would say that you're looking for guys. If you're going to buy Bowman U, Bowman for singles of guys, you're looking to target guys like Kenneth Walker. that are going to start day one, like Brees Hall that are going to walk into that depth chart and immediately take over as uh, as an alpha in, in the depth chart like immediately like michael carter's stock just got crushed from Brees hall he's going to take over with at least 50 to 60 percent maybe more uh, of the carries and the reception like the targets the route run out of the backfield so those are guys like you look at as big losers another another draft pick i really really liked and i think uh potential investment Sky Moore, man. Sky Moore yes. going to Kansas City, getting arguably oh, the best great. landing spot out of any of the wide receivers. Him and Christian Watson from North Dakota State University going to Green Bay. And he's 
Christian Watson looks better than uh, Sammy Watkins just because Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. I, I know Sammy Watkins got draft pedigree and he's got, you know, he's what he's done in the past, but he can't seem to put a full season together. And, and, uh, and Christian Watson's way better than Alan Lazard. So, and, and he's the rookie. So I think he steps in and kind of takes over as a wide receiver one there as well. And say what you will about Aaron Rodgers, whether you love him or whether you hate him, the dude is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And if you're a young wide receiver, you want to be in position to look good as a result of what he does. Uh, in the playoffs, that may be a different matter altogether. But still, in the, the regular in the regular season, we'll see what we can do there. Um, with regards to the NFL draft, though, Andy, we had a great time. There was a couple of live streams that went, gosh, like four hours, if not plus. We had a wonderful time. What did, who were your biggest winners and losers in terms of the hobby from the draft? Oh, it, it, so no doubt um, the biggest winner by far for me from the draft was Jalen Hurts, was Jalen Hurts. Uh, and you can see that over here, uh, thanks to this nice little little web app and, and uh, interface that uh, our man David, shout out to David in, uh, in the Discord server, uh, put together this. So this data is extracted from eBay, uh, and this is the change over the last seven days. And if I filter it by buy it now volume, you can look at the buy it now volume for Jalen Hurts, almost equaling that of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who are both our darlings, our, our sweethearts in the hobby, if you will, just like constantly taking the lead every week in sales volume, uh, average sale price, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you look at the buy it now sales volume. And so what's interesting, you look at the auction volume here on the left, that's indicative of how um, bullish like sellers are of trying to sell those cards because we know an auction is a forced sale. So if you want to force a sale, move it to an auction. If it's a hot player, hype card, like you move it to an auction and you take that fair market value for it. And you can see a lot of people are going to do that with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. However, there's half of that for uh, Jalen Hurts. But you see the buy it now volume up 154% from the week prior. And that's because he got A.J. Brown, who A.J. Brown Little did we know, now I know, that A.J. Brown's like best friends with Jalen Hurts. And he's hyping the guy up, saying the guy is like so good and so excited. And then if you actually look, you know, what, what does A.J. Brown excel at? Pretty much doing anything on the football field, right? And Jalen Hurts is actually really good, according to Pro Football Focus, at short and intermediate throws. Uh, and, I, and I think that this is wonderful for Jalen Hurts. He's going to be super hyped up going into September with his rushing. And now he's added one of the best weapons in the NFL and A.J. Brown. Uh, and so you got A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and, and Dallas Goddard. And, and the uh, Eagles also had a really good draft from a defensive uh, standpoint, getting two of the best Georgia linebacker and defensive linemen in the league, like improving the defense. You know, A.J. Brown, I mean, I think the Eagles are – it's going to be hype city going into September. They also got a player that I know fairly well, Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska – um, actually started as a tight end out of high school, but quickly was moved to the interior offensive line. I didn't know that he would necessarily go as early as he did. I thought because of the depth of the lineman class, it would actually be lesser. However, we saw how quickly offensive linemen started going off the board as early as the first round. Mm -hmm. This is a guy in, in Cam that he needs some work with his technique, but once he's polished, I think they have a lot to work with. And you're in a situation with Philadelphia where if Cam is able to settle into a role as a guard, obviously he's not going to be jumping in the center right away. But if it's a situation where he is able to eventually move in 
at center. You've got a guy who is then protecting Jalen Hurts, who is then able to do what he can do, who is able to pass to A.J. Brown and Vontae Smith. And, uh, like, that sets up well. The Eagles were not a bad team last year. I mean, they got to the playoffs. Yeah. But still, they got to the playoffs. There's a lot to build off of there. So And and they're a much larger demographic you know, community and fan base around the country uh, than Tennessee Titans. So you see a a massive increase in A.J. Brown, although you could argue that uh, Jalen Hurts is not as good of a passer as Ryan Tannehill. I don't think it's really that much of a difference. You know, I think Jalen Hurts is a better rusher than Ryan Tannehill. um, And I think he's about equal as a passer. And we'll see, man, he's going into his third year like this is, uh, you know, I think going to be the best year for Jalen Hurts yet. And he was still with his rushing upside last year. I mean, he still was was a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And I think now you add A.J. Brown is really going to help him out. To, needless, like people are going to get super excited. But with so much product out there for 2020, I think you can still find deals on Jalen Hurts right now, like actively pursuing them. And I think his stock is going to continue to go up. So, once those rookie ticket autos go four or five hundred from where they're at now, uh, between you know around two hundred, right? Once those get out of most people's like comfortable investment range, they're going to start buying base prisms. They're going to start buying field level silvers. They're going to start buying uh, these short print cards that aren't serial numbered optic hollows and and buying those in their range because they want to get a piece of this guy who could potentially go nuclear and and take the eagles to the playoffs in 2022 and whatnot it's certainly come out of the gates really hot with that big market and everything so um yeah uh, jalen hurts massive winner from the draft and we're going to get into a little bit of buy sell hold here in a minute but i want to know who is your biggest loser who did the poorest job in terms of the hobby for their team well um you know the the pittsburgh steelers you know, I don't think they did. They didn't do a poor job for their team. I think they did a good job for the team. They kind of really gratified their their fan base and taking Kenny Pickett there, the hometown boy, um, in, in the first round. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Obviously, Trubisky's going to be on a tight leash. Obviously, he's a guy who's gotten some hype in the hobby as of late. Wonderful 2017 product uh, that we like from his rookie year. So that's going to be really interesting. He's going to be on a super tight leash. They also drafted George Pickens who is an absolute monster from Georgia, and and he's a dog, dude. This guy is going to put his hands on corners. He's going he's gonna to push guys out of the way. He's extremely competitive, extremely intense from everything I've studied about this guy um, and, if, and, if, and what they're saying because they also drafted Calvin Austin later in the fourth round of the draft. Two receivers that kind of compare more to Chase Claypool than anybody else in that depth chart. Uh, and so the Steelers have historically been really good at recruiting wide receivers. So they're basically saying, Claypool, get your act together or you're out of here. This is your final year. And and so from that standpoint, Claypool's been a guy that a lot of people invested heavy in 2020 and last year. Um, and we're excited about for 2022. But now there, there's going to be a big squeeze on him. And then Trubisky is obviously on a really tight leash. Um, so I'd say they're losers, um, you know, from that standpoint. I would like to see the Giants have drafted a better weapon for Daniel Jones in the second than Wandale Robinson, who seems to be a repetitive, you know, gadget type of, of player who, for his size, I was hoping that Wandale Robinson would be faster, like Hollywood Brown fast, but mm-hmm. no, he's not. Like, I think he's a little bit slow for a guy that is as small as he is. So I think that there could be more hype for Daniel Jones right now because they, they didn't get a quarterback at all. 
but we're seeing a little bit of hype, but not as much as we could be if they would have drafted. I mean, there was a blevy of different wide receivers available whenever they drafted Wandale or Robinson. I'm like, what are you guys doing? I got to see Wandale up close and personal as well because before he was at Kentucky, which is where he was originally committed, he came to Nebraska. Um, so he was around here for a hot minute. A very athletic guy, fun to watch, whether you know whether he's at Nebraska or Kentucky. But in terms of speed, I mean, yeah, he's a quick guy, but is he the fastest? No. Um, he was fun to watch in college, but again, that does not necessarily translate to the NFL. But we're talking about buying, and we'll, of course, get to our buys of the week, as we always do. Let's play a little bit of buy, sell, hold. And one of these guys we've already talked about. So again, buy, sell, hold. I got three guys for you. I got Jalen Hurts, who we've already talked about. I got Zach Wilson, and I've got Justin Herbert. So buy, sell, hold. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm actively looking for deals. And and if he's still going for lower than Tua um, on a comparable card and not a whole lot more than like backup quarterbacks like Jordan Love, then I'm absolutely buying those Jalen Hurts uh, comparable cards because I'm not saying he can get Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert levels, but I do expect him to be higher than uh, Tua at the end of the day uh, with his rushing upside and the market size in Philly. And so I'm actively trying to pursue Jaylen, more Jalen Hurt cards out of my collection. Zach Wilson, I think, is, is an incredible buy candidate as well. If prices are going to dip and I can find deals on his cards and, and they're lower than Trey Lance and they're lower than Justin Fields in Chicago, who I also thought had a bad draft, and they're lower than um, than Trevor Lawrence, who we know is going to be just an absolute hype monster going into September. You know, um, I, I'm and and Mac Jones as well, who I also thought the Patriots had a uh, kind of bad draft as well. They could have done a lot better for him, but they just added more running back monsters to their depth chart and and added like another wide receiver that I you know was like uh, uh, it's interesting. We could we could talk about it, but it was more like a special teams type of. You know, guy that's you know a little bit more gadgety, not as someone who what they really need, like a, a good possession style receiver. But anyways, I digress. I think that Zach Wilson is also a buy because you know they got who I thought was arguably the best uh, wide receiver in the draft, and Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Um, and so he's going to immediately step in and gobble up like 20, 25 percent of targets. Wide receiver one. They drafted the best running back from the draft, and Brees Hall from Iowa State, who just absolutely is going to crush Michael Carter. So from like. A singular player standpoint, outside of Chase Claypool, I think Michael Carter was arguably the biggest loser uh, from the draft. And then, you know, uh, they also drafted uh, offensive tackles. So I, I think that if you look at you take all three of those picks and add them and add them to Zach Wilson and, and take into account that fan base in New York City uh, for the Jets. I mean, it's crazy. I think Zach Wilson going into his second year is going to be incredibly hyped come August. Very true. I want to say, though, the name of the game is Buy, Sell, Hold. So you've got oh. Jalen Hurts. No, no, no. Great analysis as always. That That's a bonus. That was great. But in terms of Buy, Sell, Hold, you have to buy one, you have to sell one, you have to hold one. Jaylen oh, okay. Hurts, Who's the third guy? Wilson, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Well, man, Justin Herbert is always at a premium. Um, if, if I had to Buy, Sell, Hold, man, okay. So I'd be holding Justin Herbert, right? First and foremost, going to hold Justin Herbert. Um, I'm going to buy Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to sell Zach Wilson. You know what? 
I would say the exact same thing. And I, I couldn't have, I mean, I'm not really shocked about this, but I couldn't have said it any better than you did. But yeah, and the other reason, just kind of run down real quick, we already talked about Jalen. In terms of Justin, I think he's a, like, if you have him, totally hang on to him. He, and you've talked about this, Andy, the roster that they are accumulating, that the Chargers are accumulating is sick. And then they got um, Isaiah Spiller to get a compliment to Austin Eckler. Um, I think that, I mean, for as big of the as these moves are, it kind of feels like it's happening under the radar a little bit. Like other guys are popping off, and there's like these moments where, oh my gosh, they signed Khalil Mack. Oh my god, they signed JC Jackson. But at the yeah. same time, it just kind of like hangs around for a hot second and then goes away. Um, definitely. Yeah, you know, on- Justin Herbert's not like a, a super loud mouth. He's not a guy no. that's going to draw a ton of media attention outside. Not like Baker Mayfield, right? Who's no. like, no, no, you know, super kind of whiny and dramatic at times. Um, and Justin Herbert's just going to get it done, man. He's just going to get it done. And then also, I think like they're in LA with the Rams and the Rams are coming off the Super Bowl win. So a lot of the focus in LA is kind of on the Rams. They're getting the parades and this and that. And but there is definitely like a cult following for the Chargers. There's a lot of Chargers fans out there, especially J- uh, Justin Herbert fans and Keenan Allen fans and Austin Eckler fans and, you know, Mike Williams fans and Josh Palmer fans. And then everything they added to their defense is just, I mean, it's incredible, dude. It's, um, I'm really excited. They also uh, drafted offensive linemen. They added some depth there. Uh, so I saw that. So it's just like, boom, even more, just reinforce that O-line. Like the Chargers are going to be a powerhouse team. Of course, an incredibly hard division, you know, Kansas City, the Raiders, <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos, who, you know, this is very quiet, solid draft. Russell Wilson is definitely going to – I'm really excited. Obviously, he's going to, you know, I, I think a guy that's going to overperform compared to what his current expectations are right now. And you say you want spicy takes. I got one for you right now. Chargers okay. are going to win that division. Chargers are going to win that division, heading to the playoffs. And I look forward – I so look forward to it. They are such a fun team to watch. In terms of Zach Wilson, I mean, come on. I mean, you said it. the Jets did such a great job. They got Garrett Wilson for crying out loud. They got just so much around Zach. I, I don't know that the hype is going to be much hotter than it is over the next few months. And the Jets are honestly in a situation where it's like, show me. I don't trust the Jets at this point. Um, so I would say all three of these are very, very interesting and, and tough to make this call. But again, with Jalen, he's got a great attitude about him. You would figure Nick Saban probably knows a thing or two about recruiting players. He's got a great attitude in terms of just kind of keeping his head down a lot like Justin. And then Zach just has so much around him because of the draft alone. So with that said, let's move into absolutely one of my favorite segments, the hobby tip of the week. Andy, what do you got for me? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I think this kind of parlays off of, you know, the, the, just the, the fact that like communication is so important, right? And, and we talk about it, um, you know, in terms of being a buyer and a seller. And I've, you know, been on the the wrong end of it recently. And both buying and selling, for example, uh, uh, you know, the Bowman U Hobby Box. But then um, I've recently sold a Kyle Pitts uh, Rookies and Stars numbered out of twenty twenty five that I bought it was in a mail day video a couple of weeks ago. Nice card, autograph. Um, had it listed for one fifty. Uh, accepted the offer at one thirty. And uh, the guy, you know, 48 hours later after a couple of messages didn't pay, but I had another buyer like a lit- like literally messaging me at the same time wanting to buy it as well for the same price. But he had zero feedback. And the guy that I accepted it from had one feedback. Um, and so I think definitely think it's worth like 
examining the, the, that buyer's feedback before you click that accept offer button. And if it's like one or zero, message them, message them. If they don't respond, honestly, I'd be hesitant about accepting that offer. Um, I would because if they don't respond off that, that means that chances are they, uh, they're going to come up with one of those crazy excuses. My dog, my, my kid did it. <laughs> You know, yeah, my, my phone, like, I don't know, I, gosh, I mean, the craziest, you know, kind of responses that you can think of. Girl Scouts came to my door and stole my phone and, you know, bought a bunch Trading of stuff. cookies for cards. And, and, you know, that, that kind of, that, that made me think about this. How many, how many folks in the hobby have just suddenly had kids over like the past year or two, just out of nowhere? You know, I, <laughs> I, I I, I get it. I mean, I have a son. It's it's enjoyable at times, but it, it just blows my mind how many folks in the hobby just happen to have kids all of a sudden. Um, but that's a great point. Uh, whether you are a buyer or a seller, communication is key. I mean, that's a great tip for life. Communication is key. It works really well when it comes to this eBay, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Do your deal. Do your do your due diligence. Try saying that three times fast. Um, from from my perspective, uh, my hobby tip of the week: the golden rule. Treat people how you would like to be treated. One thing that I enjoy doing, whether a buyer or seller, is just not necessarily putting on a, a facade or anything, but just being nice. Just saying, "Hey, how you doing? You know, here's my situation. You know." maybe a card's a little bit higher than I can afford, but just say, hey, this is kind of where I'm at. Are you willing to do this? If not, I'm happy to negotiate. And if not, hey, I appreciate it. It doesn't take long to, even if you don't necessarily believe it at that minute, it, it doesn't take a lot to just be kind, say your pleases, say your thank yous. And I will give you a great example that just happened on, I want to say Sunday. Um, as I said, I do collect a little bit of baseball. Um, they call me 402 Collector for a reason. Alex Gordon, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs, who before that played for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, um, is one of my favorites. There was a card that I have been chasing, I've been saving up for. I do not go for very expensive cards often. But there was one that I had been chasing, and there was one that I was I had saved up quite a bit, and I was this close, this close to getting. Um this individual did not have a make an offer button. It was, it was a buy it now. So it, and in those situations, a lot of the time, th that's what you're getting. If, if they put it out there for a hundred, they're taking a hundred. You, you can deal with it. Uh, but in this instance, I did reach out to the, to the gentleman and I said, Hey, uh, here's my situation. I don't quite have that amount. Um, would you be willing to work with me? If not, you know, what can we do? Just try to be pleasant. And, the guy dropped it to what I could afford. I mean, just lickety split as soon as he got the message. And it was great. Um, it's an individual that actually, I believe, uh, one of the folks um, that you and I know very well, the hitman Steve Caldesi on the live stream there on Thursdays. Um, he actually, I think, does quite a bit of business with these folks. Um, couldn't, have been, couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been nicer. I, I highly recommend. I know it's it's tough sometimes. You're just not in the mood for it or whatnot. But just even making it a habit. Um You'll get so far, regardless of whether you're on eBay, Instagram, whatever. I treat the hobby world online as one big card show. And you may not be able to see uh, somebody's face. You may not necessarily have that personal connection. Well, you can at least be polite. You know, worst thing that happens, they say no. But moving on, we have, of course, our football card buys of the week. And at the risk of having my notes go up and smoke, Andy, what are you buying? 
<laughs> well, um, you know, so it's best ball season, right? Um, yes. the, the draft is done. We've got our landing spots. And so now we can really get into like fantasy football season, you know, uh, and, and which is super exciting. I've, I've got a slow draft best ball mania over at uh, underdogfantasy.com. Uh, I'm actually one pick away from my first draft pick, but I'm so, but I'm looking at the new ADP, like new ADP is coming out from drafts that have been taking place over the weekend, taking place today. Um, and one of the things that, that we like to do in, in best ball specifically, you're trying to predict the players that perform the best over the, the entire season is stacking something you do in daily fantasy, something you do in best ball, something you potentially do in, in dynasty and other seasonal formats as well, stacking the quarterback with wide receivers. Um, and because if that quarterback's going to go off, they're going to break out. They're going to put up a lot of numbers. There's going to be a receiver on the other side that's going to benefit from that. And so, like right now, I think a team that had a really good draft, quietly very good draft, is the Indianapolis Colts. They still haven't got a lot of hype going for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is pretty much a lock for the Hall of Fame. You look at his his marker score just based on stats alone. And this is a guy that's been a former MVP winner. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to the Pro Bowl many, many times. And I think he's still got a year or two left uh, with some good strength out of his arm. He's not mobile, but the Indianapolis Colts strengthened their offensive line to the draft, you know, taking Bernhard Raymond, incredible value at that point where, where they got him, uh, like at, at the beginning of the third round. Uh, and so they also drafted Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, wide receiver who's got a really interesting profile, got some very good measurables. They also drafted a big tight end, Jelani Woods. So now they've got some a depth at tight end next to Mo Ali Cox. And I, I, so they're building these weapons around Matt Ryan. But I still go back to Michael Pittman Jr., who he just won in so many contested catch scenarios last year. He showed that he can take the top off a of defense. He can win uh, against man coverage. He can win at route running. He can win with sticky hands and he can also break tackles. He can do the whole, he can do the whole thing and he can be a number one wide receiver in his offense. I still think Michael Pittman is going to get the target share. I think he's going to get 25, 30% of the targets. I really do. I think he's a standout wide receiver on that team. I think Matt Ryan's going to gravitate towards him based on what he showed the last two years in the NFL. And he's a guy currently right now that's going at the end of the fifth round. Like he's going after guys like Amari Cooper. He's going after guys uh, like Jerry Judy and stuff. And I think that uh, Michael Pittman right now is an incredible value. Like I'll ask you, Brandon, would you rather have Terry McLaurin on the commanders with Carson Wentz, or would you rather have Michael Pittman on the Colts with Matt Ryan? I had a lot of fun watching Michael Pittman just as he is uh, with the superior quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to go with, with Michael Pittman. That's, that's a great, that's a great buy. That's a great opportunity. And I will preface what I'm about to say too, that right now, the number of cards right now, now the buy, it's a little bit on the lower side. The volume is kind of, kind of lower right now. So you may have to get creative to, to find these cards, whether that's eBay, ComC, even Mercari or, Poshmark, believe it or not, they are out there. And these are also players to keep an eye out throughout the offseason just in case you find a little something. Now, exactly. And the rookie ticket auto for, for Michael Pittman Jr., I've seen a couple recently close an auction that I missed out on, but they ended around that $40 to $50 price range. And you look at Justin Jefferson and CD Lamb going for $200, $250, sometimes $300, depending on the card for the same scarcity as the Michael Pittman going for $40. Um, and then you look at the bottom end, a guy like that that's buried on the depth chart but has good measurables like a Brian Edwards uh, on the Raiders, you know, that card going for like around 20. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I can easily see Michael Pittman going out overperforming potentially playoff scenario here on the Colts um, and and that card going up to close to 100, at least in some spike weeks, making some easy money off of that kind of thing. You know, uh, so that's my thought process behind Michael Pittman. Absolutely. So, again, I make no bones about it. I, I have a lot of experience in the Big Ten, much like Carter has his experience in the SEC. I assure you that did not go into – uh, my my picks. These are guys that, though I did get to see them up close and personal, and that does kind of play into it. I, I think that hopefully Andy will back me up on these. So my first one is Rashad Bateman uh, of the Baltimore Ravens. Someone I've been familiar with, like I said, going back to his days at Minnesota. Yes, Golden Gophers represent. And during his sophomore year, uh, he caught 60 passes for 1,219 yards with 11 touchdowns. Um, and finishing second among wide receivers in place of 15-plus yards. Um, with Marquise Brown now headed to Arizona, he has an opportunity to become the guy. Like, this is a guy that is ready to stand out in a major way. Um, he is a fun watch. Like I said, like Michael Pittman, Pittman, not exactly the same way, but he does have an opportunity, as Andy often says, to be the guy. Um, and when he's got a guy like Lamar Jackson, again, somebody that is having some difficulty with, Staying healthy, sure, but he's a guy that can easily pop off. He's a guy that can easily put up some numbers. Um, he's got good height, good burst. Um, I love what I've seen from him <laughs> since day one in Minnesota. Um, and he was a guy that, too, I was like looking at him. I said, this is a guy that I think is going to do well. As Andy's kind of looking right now, very affordable. Um, I've seen a lot of his rookie ticket autos going around that $25, $30 range. Um, buy it now. I think they have spiked a little bit closer to 40 or 50 But again, um, this is one where right now we're seeing volume uh, not that high. But as things continue on here in May, June, July, the offseason, be sure to keep an eye on Bateman and the guy I'm about to talk about here in a minute. Um, you may be able to find some really good deals. Second guy. Another former Big Ten guy. I know, I know. Rondale Moore. This is an interesting situation because his values, they went in an interesting direction over the past week or so. Um, again, another Big Ten guy that I've seen plenty of. He won the Paul Horning Award, which has given him the most versatile player in all of college football. Uh, was named CBS Freshman of the Year, Consensus All-American. But this is the NFL, very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-now kind of thing. So with Brown getting traded to Arizona, great level. Great little segue there. Um, that was concerning to me in terms of value because I do have some Rondale Moore. And I'm like, well, heck, I mean, he's got all these guys stepping up. Maybe third or fourth, you know, what happens? Are they ready to move on? I remember, Andy, during the live stream, you're thinking, okay, well, clearly they aren't really they aren't really impressed. They're not really digging it. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, well, maybe. And then DeAndre Hopkins did a thing. Um, unfortunately, he tested positive on a PED test, and he is out until week seven. So suddenly, Rondale is back in business um, for at least a few weeks. And he's the kind of athlete that honestly can get some hype going into the regular season. And he's the kind of guy that only needs a couple of plays to show up on Sports Center, And really, that's all you need to be able to get that spike and be able to move that card out the door. Now, again, you know, we are taking a – you know, a bit of a risk there again. He's not uh, going to be the lead. Obviously, they're going to do everything they can to get Brown in the mix. Um, but Rondell's a guy that, again, he just needs a split second and that one or two plays um, over a couple of weeks. And I think you see his value increase. I think you're easily able to, you know, two or three X your investment. And again, um, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm watching a couple cards of him and Bateman. 
Um, the possibility of them ending around maybe $15, $20. I don't even know. I'm I, no lie. I'm a bit of a budget guy that may be, especially, like I said, I did get some personal cards lately, but when I have the opportunity to invest a, a two guys that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on uh, moving down the road. What do you think about those two buys? Andy? would you be interested in either a little bit of Bateman or a little bit? Yeah. Of, uh, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I, I want to give Rondell Moore a second chance. You could clearly see his snap share decline over the second half of the season, but Kyler Murray struggled with injuries. I felt like they were trying different things. They also had Christian Kirk muddy in the waters. Um, and, and now he's out. He's in Jacksonville. DeAndre Hopkins is out on PD for six weeks. So people got to get excited about somebody. Of course, Marquise Brown has seen a hype bump. Uh, A.J. Green is a guy that's going to see some hype. Um, and, and Zach Ertz. And then they drafted Trey McBride, another tight end. But I do think Rondale Moore is going to kind of be that. They're going to have to move A.J. Green to the outside. They're going to have to put Marquise Brown on the outside to stretch that field. I think uh, Rondale Moore gets put in the slot a lot where he plays best. And I think he can definitely make some really electric, electric plays, generate some hype. Cardinals can get uh, to some winning out of the gate. And I think you see a lot of hype. Rashad Bateman is an interesting one. He's definitely got to be the wide receiver one now on that team next to Mark Andrews, right? I think Mark Andrews' floor now becomes a safe tight end one. But it, it's interesting because the Ravens are just such a, a run-heavy team. And, and – you know, it's uh, Lamar Jackson is almost like uh, sometimes a one man show. Like, right. You never know if he's going to tuck it and run himself. But when they do pass, it's going to be Bateman. It's going to be Bateman or it's going to be Duvernay. And obviously a big market. They're in a big division. Um, and Bateman's got the ability to make plays like shallow, intermediate, all over the field. You know, they're going to be lining them up everywhere. The same thing with Devin Duvernay. He all of a sudden goes from being just like a super deep sleeper that a lot of people haven't heard of to somebody that's actually relevant being going on draft board. So both those guys get a stock increase because Marquise Brown had 145 targets last year, uh, Brandon. So, I mean, it's, it's they got to go somewhere, right? And, and Mark Andrews already had 145 targets, so he can't take, you know, more than, you know, a third you of those. I mean, so <laughs> you can only do so much. You can only do so much. And honestly, Duvernay's a great name too. Um, he's a guy that, like you said, we're starting to see a bit of a bump because people say, oh, who the heck is this guy? Um, but, yeah, along with Bateman, he's a guy where if you're able to get a deal, not the worst idea. Um, he, again, he's another darling of the Discord server, Discord darling. There you go. You can put that on a T-shirt. Um, so, yeah, between, <laughs> between Pittman, Duvernay, Bateman, Moore, um, we, and I will say, too, just kind of wrap around here as well, um, with the draft class, we saw a lot of wide receivers. I'm really curious to see how the 2022 draft class impacts wide receiver prices, not just in this draft class, but maybe they can pull that a little bit back into like the Justin Jefferson's, the Jamar chases. We're obviously not going to see them rise to the level of quarterbacks, but I'm curious if they don't get a little bit of up there. I, I think they will. I mean, I, I think it's clear that the NFL has, as uh, sending the signal to all the front offices around the country to look at what the Cincinnati Bengals did last year. You know, ever since the Bengals decided to draft Jamar Chase number five overall instead of offensive line right there, and then that actually pan out and the Bengals go to the Super Bowl with the weapons that they had with Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon um, and C.J. Uzoma tied in. I think that other teams are looking to copy that same strategy and wide receivers have been getting some seriously big contracts every you know, we, we saw all kinds of wide even like tier two wide receivers like Christian Kirk become some of the highest paid wide receivers in the league, getting money 
that previously like money that would go to you know some low-end starting quarterbacks in the league so i think the wide receivers this is an evolution man i think the wide receivers are going to be right up there um with with quarterbacks especially the elite ones in in the league and so yeah, absolutely. I see. And look at it. Six, six in the first round, man. Incredibly deep. And, and we talked about this 50% deeper. This this draft class was 50% larger and deeper because of COVID, because of the extra year of eligibility it gave all college players. You had a lot more talent. Maybe it wasn't, you know, the uh, elite quarterbacks like we're going to see next year, like we saw in 2020 or 2021. But the wide receivers are there. The running backs are there. The defensive players are there. A lot of defensive players. Uh, you know, Baltimore really focused on defensive players in this draft, and I thought they did a great job, um, and their, their offensive line as well. So, um, you know, hey, man, I'm I'm excited about it. I, I definitely think that um, wide receivers are, are going to continue to increase their relevance in the hobby. Yeah, I dare say Jamar Chase started the fire. We'll, we'll see where it ends up, and I'm curious to see this evolution of 2020 product. But, again, where it is now and where it's going to be, I think those are going to be two totally different things. Folks, again, patreon.com slash football cards. If you are listening to us on iTunes, we would love a five-star review. That helps us out a ton. Um, let your friends know. Andy, this has been great. Uh, hopefully I get brought off the bench maybe for another go. But if not, this has been great. So if you got those Kavanaugh rookies, now's the time to sell. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sell on the hype, man. He's yes, started sell on the hype. <laughs> Uh, good stuff, guys. All right. We will see you next week. Great episode. All right. Take care, folks. Have a great rest of your day.